fear depression. I'm lost. And I'm trying. Trying to be better. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be open. I'm just trying to be human. But I need you to hold me. Hold me like you love me. Hold me down. Suffocate me. Suffocate me with your empty promises. Hold me. Please don't let go. Fill me with doubt. Fill me with fear. Fill me with half-truths. Because I don't deserve you. Sincerely, the girl you used to know. Hey, stranger. So, I've been (laughs) brutally honest these past few podcasts, and I don't know what to do with myself. It's very hard for me to open up about how I feel and to be honest like that, and I've been getting positive feedback from people that I wouldn't expect it from, and I don't know. Right now I'm just confused, and I don't know what I want to do. I feel very lost. (laughs) I feel like everyone's like that, and um, yeah. I'm very well aware that I am all sorts of messed up, but I'm trying to work through my issues because the people that care about me don't deserve to see me sad, and so I'm trying not to be sad. I'm trying to be the best person I am possible. That's not always easy, especially with everything that I've gone through. Right now, I'm going through a lot of changes with my personal life, and... I don't know what to do, (laughs) and I'm confused. I will get back into that in a minute. I just wanted to say thank you, if you're still listening. I appreciate you for listening. And, (laughs) oh my god, I'm so awkward. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's mainly because I keep on avoiding topics that I really want to talk about, because... I'm too scared to talk about them because to talk about them means that I have to accept that they happened and I'm not ready to accept that and I'm not ready to forgive myself and I have to be ready otherwise there's no moving on and I I want to clear up the possible miscommunication or I want to be very transparent with you right now Um, I'm very much over my ex. I don't want anyone to confuse that. I just am very messed up because of him. And I have to figure out how to cope with all the things that is wrong with me. And, um, I have to let myself learn how to trust people again. And that is extremely difficult to do. And, I don't know, I wish it was simpler. And that's not fair to people because I do my disappearing act way too much because I get scared. I shouldn't be scared. I should just let myself be open to people. I don't know, I need to stop trying to push people away because it's not fair to them. And... At least I am well aware that that's my issue, and I don't know what to do. I mean, 
have a few ideas. I mean, I could continue writing poetry like the little nerd that I am and um, continue just bottling up all my emotions because that seems to work for the past three years. <laughs> that was my dark sense of humor. <laughs> um, or I can just be open and honest with how I feel. But I feel like when I am honest and open about how I feel, it's just opening myself up to being very vulnerable I don't like being vulnerable. Um, I also can't like speak right now because I um, am all sorts of tongue-tied because I'm anxious and I need to stop being anxious and I just need to chill. <laughs> oh no, I care a lot about people and that scares me because I haven't cared about people this much in a very long time. And I, for the most part, have kept everything very close to home, uh, just really sharing how I feel with immediate family. Now with it being on a broader spectrum, um, it's very life-altering because now all of my emotions are out and open, and I don't necessarily know how to react to that. And while I do consider this a podcast, it is very much a more, like, audible, diary, I guess, or, um, personal journal, or whatever, where you guys can kind of tune into my life a little bit, and the fact that you guys can do that kind of makes me nervous, because I never really let anyone into my personal life. It's very difficult for me to do that. I've always considered myself very, like, sectioned off from people, and I did that out of my own preference, and it's not like... In the past, I um, was forced to be secluded by people outside of the whole dynamic between my daughter's father and I. Um, now it's very much like self-isolation from people because I'm too nervous to let people into my life because of the amount of times people have messed with me. And um, I thought that they were extremely close to me, and it turns out that they weren't, and they only wanted to be close to me because it was in their best interest to. And I've been backstabbed one too many times, and um, which then causes a sense of paranoia, and I don't want to be paranoid. I shouldn't have to be. And I don't know. I have a habit of sacrificing what's good for me for the well-being of other people and I always think of myself as last like I'll focus on everybody else make sure everyone else is doing okay and then I'll worry about myself later and I can't keep on doing that because that is not the best way to go about life because sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish and not so much selfless because then that's how you end up hurting yourself in the long run. But I would much rather focus on the happiness and well-being of everyone else than myself. I don't know. So today, with that long introduction for no reason, I guess I'm going to kind of talk about some recent things that have been going on in my life. Keep you guys a little bit updated. So, more or less, at least recently, why I've been so detached with people is because um, I've had 
quite a few like personal friendships turn sour and because um I find out in the worst way possible that stuff was said about me behind my back about how I'm raising my daughter and especially when people like to criticize like behind your back and that are close to you it's just it hits a lot harder and that happened a few times recently and I was close to this one girl I went to school with her for forever and what ended up happening was things went south and everything was fine up until I found out that she was going behind my back saying that I was a terrible mother that I didn't know how to take care of my daughter and a whole bunch of other very hurtful comments that she could do a better job and it was all because like I was tired all the time and everything but I work overnights yes I'm gonna be tired I'm going to be very tired and I have to sleep somehow and I do make sure that my daughter is well taken care of I shouldn't have to prove that to anybody but I guess what hurt the most was because I was open and honest with this girl that I constantly feel like I'm failing as a mother. I feel like I'm not a good person and I feel like I'm not doing what's best for her. I feel like I'm a terrible excuse for a mother. And I still kind of believe that I am struggling with slight postpartum depression or who knows maybe it's all in my head and I'm just a fucking whack job and I am swearing again because I just got out of work and it's seven o'clock in the morning and I'm tired and I can't sleep so I'm making a podcast but um I don't know I just have a lot of I never get closure ever whether it's regarding family members passing away or um just other issues that have been going on in my life. I never get to say goodbye. I never get to um, tell people how I actually feel. And that takes a toll on a person a lot, (laughs) whether I'd like to admit it or not. And I try to act a lot stronger than I actually am. And in all actuality, I really just would appreciate if someone could give me a hug every once in a while and tell me everything's going to be okay. But I never let anyone get close enough to understand that I am just a um, (laughs) person that is falling apart. (laughs) And I crack jokes and I make commentary out of my situation, but I, despite everything that I have been doing right, I still feel like it's not good enough. I feel like I will never be good enough. And my standards for myself are so high that it's like, I will never be able to reach it. And I just want what's best for my daughter. And I feel like I can't provide that because I'm not here all the time because I'm working mainly because I have no other choice. And I've been working since the minute I turned 16. And before that, I just always did whatever I had to, to make sure 
I'm sorry, like I told you, I just got out of work. I'm tired, so I just yawned, and that's extremely unprofessional, but so is swearing and everything else that I do in this. Back to what I was saying. I don't know, I just feel like I'll never be able to fully put aside everything and admit that I'm a good person, because I don't feel like I'm a good person. I honestly feel like I'm one of the worst people in the world, and I don't know why, because I do a lot of good things for people. I focus a lot on other people's needs and making them happy, mainly because I know how it feels to be sad and feel like the world is stacked against you. I feel like a lot of it has to do with my childhood. For those of you that do not know, my parents are divorced. Um, They went through a really nasty divorce and that shaped a lot of my childhood. Um, When I was five years old, like five or six, my grandmother, who was my idol, I loved her more than anything else in the world. She watched me every morning. Um, I'd always go over to her house because my mom was working and my dad also worked. So I'd go over to her house and she'd spend every day with me. She promised that she'd teach me Polish and just teach me all the stuff about her family and everything in between. And I'd watch Polish cartoons with her every single morning. I was five or six years old when she um, ended up having a brain aneurysm during church and she was rushed to the hospital and she passed away. I ended up finding out because my, um, my mom and dad wanted to tell me together, but my dad being the way he is, um, he, I came home from school I sat in the kitchen and my mom was unloading groceries from the car and he said Bob she's not coming home and you're not gonna see her anymore because she died and all I remember is just crying and crying and crying because my very first memory was giving her a hug on my birthday And she was my person and I lost her. Then um, my mom came in and saw that I was crying and talked to my dad, said, you didn't tell her without me, did you? And he said, yeah, I already told her. And then they got into a big fight and the fighting just never stopped. Then, when I was seven, they ended up getting divorced because every single day, not every single day, some days were better than others, but almost every single day, all they would do was fight, argue, and just go at each other like wolves. And the majority of my childhood, it was me spending time in my bedroom hiding under blankets and pillows crying or hiding under my bed as my parents would fight with each other and scream. And then every night going to bed, um, I'd lay there looking up at the ceiling and I would just get these echo 
thoughts of them arguing before where it would just be the words that they would scream at each other getting louder and louder and then quieter and quieter and it was just torture so I never was able to sleep because I would always think maybe this is my fault like they're arguing over something silly and maybe it's my fault and police got called so many times where it got to the point where one of the police officers in the town that I grew up knew me by name and I was friends with him I guess you could say it was a very strange (laughs) relationship because every single time they'd be called I'd always talk and tell them what happened and more often than not that was the first time I started lying was during those fights because I knew if I told the truth that my mom or dad would end up leaving in handcuffs and I didn't know if I would see them again and I'd probably be taken away by child protective services and that's a lot of stuff to be on the conscience of a seven-year-old there was this other time where my dad just wanted to take me fishing and with my parents divorce the whole family got involved and it was a lot worse than it needed to be if people just minded their own business and focused on themselves they um it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did and my dad just wanted to take me fishing and we were at this shopping center that was near where I grew up and at the time my mom had this van and my dad was supposed to pick me up because it was on one of his visitation days and I was having dinner or lunch or something with all the relatives all the aunts and uncles and everything majority of whom have now passed on um so my dad came to pick me up and all I had to do was get my fishing pole out of my uh, mom's pan and my uncle at the time who has now passed um he ended up walking up to my dad and starting screaming at him saying this that whatever and then they tried making it as if he was trying to kidnap me when all my dad wanted to do was take me fishing and I remember leaning into the van and trying to get my fishing pole and my uncle at the time had a cane and he went to hit my dad in the head with it and he almost hit me and I fell back and started hyperventilating because I was so scared and I don't know I, I spent a lot of my early life just crying and crying and crying and I don't want to cry anymore and I don't know it was it was very difficult it was I I could go on and on about all the stories of what happened during my parents' divorce. And the irony of all of it is that during that same time frame, my um, mom also got diagnosed with breast cancer. And 
that was very difficult as well because she was diagnosed with stage three. So there was a higher risk that my mom wasn't going to make it. And during all of that, they were also going through the divorce, getting custody and everything squared away. And I remember my dad wanting to take me to the hospital to see my mom because I want, I just wanted to be able to say goodbye just in case, you know, and they wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let me in to see her. And, um, it was the same thing with my grandmother. Like, they wouldn't let me in to see her. And I honestly didn't know if my mom was going to make it past the surgery. And I had to go to school and act like nothing was wrong. And that happened to me a lot. I would always have to go to school and act like nothing was wrong because if you act like something's wrong and the teachers notice, they're obligated to call child protective services and learn that at a very young age and I just didn't want to be taken away from home and yeah my first few years on this earth was not fun whatsoever I mean yeah I had my good moments I have good memories don't get me wrong but um, watching my mom go through chemo and just not knowing if she would be able to make it through and just my parents' divorce and then the custody and court cases and lawyers and CPS, it was a lot. (laughs) And that's the last thing that I want for my daughter. I don't want my daughter to have a childhood that she has to recover from. I want her to have a good life. I want her to have everything that she possibly needs because I'm already recovering. I I still have to recover from my childhood and my mom ended up developing this really bad gambling addiction after the divorce and the rest of my childhood up until I had adolescent years, uh, I spent it in the casino parking lot doing homework and watching YouTube videos on my iPod (laughs) with the very splotchy internet connection from the parking garage and because if I'd go in and they'd go and gamble and I'd be left by myself security would come around and be like hey where's your parents like, I don't know, they're on there somewhere gambling. And um, then I'd always get yelled at. Like, oh, well, you weren't supposed to make yourself seen. And it's a lot to put on a kid. And it was, I my choices were come to the casino with them and sit in the car and do my homework and wait for them to be done gambling or to stay home by myself and do homework and watch TV and make sure the door is locked and don't answer it or don't answer the phone if anybody calls. And 
now being 18 years old, I find myself sitting in the casino parking lot more often than not because I hate gambling with a passion. But I'll sit in the parking lot for hours on end listening to music because it reminds me of my childhood. And some of my best memories is from that parking lot. I feel bad talking about this because my mom and I now have a much better relationship. And it's ironic how something like that happens. Like, up until the moment I had my daughter and everything sort of went south, my mom and I always had a rocky relationship. I mean, same thing with me and my dad. I never really wanted to talk to either one of them because I had to recover from my childhood. But now my mom and I talk, like, every day. And she knows that I disagree with her gambling habits, but it's like a drug in itself. People get addicted to it. I can't really argue with someone that's addicted to something. Because it's not their fault. It's the addiction's fault. I'm starting to realize that. I don't know, my big thing is I just don't want to give my daughter a childhood that she has to recover from. And for the longest time, I also didn't want to um, date. I didn't want to open myself up to any sort of relationship or anything like that after my daughter's father because I didn't want to be the type of girl to just bring guys around her. and I didn't want her to remember me as someone having a different person over all the time and I, I I don't want her thinking of me like that so for the longest time I just didn't I didn't try or I just keep everything strictly to messaging and <laughs> the more and more I talk about it the more and more I realize that my life is really lonely <laughs> and I act all happy all the time and that's so exhausting but this podcast is a great outlet for me because I can talk through my emotions, talk through all my childhood trauma, and vent about it since nobody else wants to listen. And I don't want to talk to my family about it because then it's like, oh, well, why are you trying to make me feel guilty? I'm not. I just want to talk to somebody. I just want to open up about what's been going on and be honest because my whole entire life all I had to do was lie to protect everybody and I've been doing that since I was five years old and now it feels like when I'm being honest that I'm doing something wrong I just need to stop being so hard on myself I need to allow myself to forgive myself and to forgive other people around me. I also need to learn that not everybody wants to hurt me. Some people just actually genuinely care about me. But at the same time, I'm very callous and I wear a chip on my shoulder and I'm all sorts of messed up, so... I'm also being very pessimistic at the moment, <laughs> mainly because I'm tired and I get like this before I 
want to go to bed. I get very sad and depressed and I write poetry because I'm all artsy and I love poetry and blah 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 all that <laughs> lovely stuff and I do plan on going more deep into my childhood and opening up about that but that's a whole can of worms I'm not ready to open but also I'm like so confused at the moment because for the first time in a long time like I will have moments where I'm genuinely happy but I need to stop relying on my happiness with other people I need to be able to make myself happy I can't do that I'm also so awkward around people that I care about it's ridiculous like up until the moment I keep on saying like and that's pissing me off but I'm tired and I should probably stop talking considering we are approaching the half hour mark I don't know I'm all sorts of confused and I'm emotional and I'm a mess but at least I'm being honest now and opening up about everything that's been going on. I want to talk a lot more about stuff that has happened. But I'm scared. I have to admit that it's okay to be scared. And remind myself that you're not the five-year-old that you were when your grandmother passed away. You're not the seven-year-old that you were when your parents were getting a divorce. And your mom was diagnosed with cancer. You're not the 14 year old that found out that you were pregnant and you're not the 16 year old that got hit for the first time actually not the first time first time I got hit was at 15 <laughs> we don't need any confusion there what I meant to say is you're not the 16 year old that wanted to commit suicide and you're not the 18 year old that is losing her shit because I'm not losing my shit. I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm a sad human. And I'm messed up and I'm ranting and I should probably like stop since right now I'm avoiding what I want to talk about. So that's why I keep on talking and I talk faster and faster to avoid the topics I want to talk about. So I think I'm just going to sign off before I get any more awkward. Um, by stranger. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>